Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Do you have any cheese at all? No. (laughs) A senseless waste of human life. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show. Joining me to look back on that disappointing 2-1 away defeat against Liverpool. Oh, oh, it was so annoying. We have a great lineup for you, cheeseheads. We've got the voice of Tottenham himself, General Franco. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I've been better, but um, I mean, the rest of the results have been kind to us in this Mm. run of games, so it's not as bad as it could be. For a moment, I thought we were still going to be top, but to lose that in the last minute is a bit of a sickener, but... Ah, uh, there you go. We, we, we'll go again. Yeah, we we will. We will. It's early in the season as well. That, that I'm sort of telling myself, trying to reassure myself, it's not that bad. Exactly. Yeah. So joining Frank and myself, we're delighted to be joined, making his season debut, uh, <laughs> amazingly, uh, the founder of the Cheeseman podcast, all the way from Sydney, is Mr. Aaron Jolly. Aaron, mate, it's been ages how are you it has been ages mate i've been absolute dog shit but i tell you i'm in a really good mood this morning because i've just seen i think the funniest name of all time there is a college new college american footballer and his name is general booty first name general last name booty (laughs) so general i'm pretty disappointed with you mate we need to add a second name to you i think booty maybe general bootylicious <laughs> yeah, I love that as a nickname. Sounds good. Yeah, was that your your college, your university nickname, Franco? Was it General Booty? It was something much worse. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm telling the the wider public what it was, mate. Oh, we'll get oh, out. Seriously, shout out to all the people who've been doing it tough this year. It's been a pretty rough year for me. Sydney in general started with the bushfires, then the coronavirus. I've had a baby. Uh, middle name Sunny, and he is lethal as well. That fella, he's teething at the moment, and. Um, he is going sick, as we say in Australia, waking me up at all hours. So um, I don't have to put up with Jose Mourinho's uh, tactics at three in the morning because I've got my son waking me up and crying his ass off. So shout out to everyone who's been doing it tough. Hang in there. 2021 is going to be better. Tottenham Hotspur for the Premier League title. You can still believe. Caller wrote that, by the way, Call. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the year does end in one. It's our year, so let's believe. 
Anyway, uh, back to tonight's game. Um, let's start as always as we do with the lineup. Franco, uh, two changes from the Palace line starting lineup. I mean, we saw Davies and Celso come in for Tongi and Reggie. Do you think they were sort of defensive moves or tired <laughs> legs? Or do you or- think, Brent? Do you think <laughs> they were defensive moves? Yeah, I'd say they were. I mean, if you look at the formation, how we like, I mean, I saw the lineup and I thought, fine, there's just been, but you you know, as soon as we started off and you've got Sissoko on the right wing, I didn't think we were going to see Sissoko on the right wing ever again. <laughs> he did one of those runs in like the first 10 minutes where he takes those little baby steps, little loads of little touches every foot. I was like, I have not missed this whatsoever. But that was clearly to negate the threat from Liverpool's fullback. So I could kind of see the logic in it. I'm not sure it really worked an awful lot because, uh, you know, as the game played out, we weren't particularly convincing in that first half, were we? But I could see the logic between um, Jose's decision. Yeah, Sissoko, I just, a couple of times I'm like, why is he so far up? I was just, it just seemed a bit bizarre. And like you said, I don't think it worked. There was one chance where he, it was him and Kane uh, on the counter and he, he had to play a sort of smarter ball, but he played a, a proper Sissoko ball into Kane and it just didn't work out. But anyway, yeah. Jolly, the first goal, their first goal, I mean, it was incredibly fortuitous. Do you think it was deserved? Because they had quite a few chances in that first half. Look, on the balance of play, they probably deserved to be in front. They did have more chances. They were all half chances, though, weren't they? They were kind of like the chance that fell to Lucas Moura in the Champions League final, where it fell to him around the penalty spot or between the penalty spot and the edge of the area or near the edge of the area. And he whacked it and it was just straight at the keeper. They had probably three or four like that where it just sort of went straight to Lloris from half chances. And then, well, the Mane chance wasn't a chance at all. I think there's a famous piece of commentary from the 1980s where a commentator said something like, X team um, has had five chances and not scored and Liverpool have had no chances and scored once. (laughs) And that's kind of what that felt like. They didn't have any really, really good chances. Um, And then they scored a goal from absolutely nothing. So... That was gutting, given we set up to just play anti-football, to concede a really shit goal like that was was just a gut punch. Yeah. Franco, thoughts on the first goal? Yeah, no, exactly that. It was really lucky, and you could tell Salah didn't even really want to celebrate it. Because when you look at the angle, it was probably going to be kicked straight at Lloris, which was most of their chances in the first half were. like Again, it was, it was lots of sort of pot shots in the air, and I think that was their fourth shot, but... None of them really troubled us, did they? I think they had a header early on, which Larice made a fairly good save from, but the rest of them were all fairly simple. It's just Curtis Jones, let's be honest, he had a really good game and their play around the box, a lot of it was was dictated by him. He was really mm. sharp. And I thought for a lot of that first half, we were chasing shadows for times. I don't think Hoybier was quite as dominant as I would have liked him to be. Sissoko out on that wing was obviously not getting as involved as he would do if he was in the middle. And Whilst the Celso did quite well, and you could see why he was there, you know, for the the the, the pass that he made for the goal in the end, you know, he's got that ability. But I just think it didn't really work, and and we were kind of uh, the game was being dictated by Liverpool in that first half. Could could Hugo have done a bit better? Like the thing is with those sorts of deflections where it sort of loops up, you kind of you, you want them to sort of pedal back, and he just sort of stood and watched as opposed to sort of at least try, at least make an effort. Or do you think it was it was a no hope that it was going in anyway? I think he was just a little bit blindsided, wasn't he? Because it, it was it was it Toby and Dyer, I think. Yeah, it, it deflected so, off both. It looked like, didn't it? Yeah, and it kind of skimmed up over their faces. I kind of wish Dyer just put his face in the way, but it just skimmed up right above them and then just looped. And it, it hit the post, didn't it, I think, virtually. Hit the post and went in. So it was right in the corner. And I think Larice just went, there's no way I'm getting to that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just one of those. And you've got to take it on the chin. 
Yeah. Well, looking moving on to our goal, Mr. Jolly, we have to go to you. Um, that Sonny goal, it was, it was strange because it, it wasn't just the Amazon feed. Even here, I think they were showing a replay of something and then we just yeah. it, it quickly switches back and Sonny's in on goal. And you're like, oh my God, he, he is going to score. And I mean, what a finish. Uh, Jolly, come on, spray some love on on Hung Min Son. Well, he's the best two-footed finisher in world football right now and probably the best finisher. I think what's that, 11 goals from an XG of like 4.2 or 4.3 or something. Just mm. incredible. And look, shout out to the caller. He was going to be on today until I think you've worked out that we were going to agree on just about everything. He's one of the people who used to spray all kinds of shit at Sonny for his finishing and stuff. But I mean, even back in the day when he wasn't as clinical as this, he was still as good as Defoe or, or Robbie Keane, that level of finisher. But now it's just... If he gets a chance, he's going to score. And I, I think the real shame is, and we might talk about this later when we talk about our period of dominance in the early second half, it was really just that um, that chance that fell to Burvine. You wanted it to fall to Sonny, didn't you? Because everything mm. he hits right now mm. just ends up in the back of the net. He is unbelievable, um, just brilliant. And he's a great guy as well. What more can you say? It's just uh, one hit, one goal with, with him in Son at the moment. Yeah, he's lethal right now. He's deadly. Uh, also, sticking with you, with you Aaron, um, you were quite impressed with with Serge Aurier's performance, and he has upped his game this season. I'd say, of all our players, he's probably the most improved. Um, what do you put that down to? Yeah, well, shout out to Rufus, um, one of our wonderful Patreons. And if you're not a Patreon, you're missing out on the, the match threads with us during the game and the extra special content and great articles from Seb and HG and some bonus pods. It's great stuff. Rufus asked... Who should be getting more credit for uh, sur- I wrote, I've got surgery here for the surgery <laughs> on Serge for the surgery on Serge's defending? Is it um, Jose Mourinho or is it actually the fact that we've got Doherty now? So there's some options that are kind of pressing him to play better. Hello, good evening, all of you. So you couldn't make it for eleven, but you've turned up at twenty past. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what happened was. I drank my gin. I thought, I'll go to bed now um, because you've all let me down on the time and the planning and organising is shocking around here when I'm not in charge. My bad. And um, never. (laughs) As always, I just let you think you are in charge. And um, literally couldn't sleep, tossing and turning, thinking all these thoughts in my head that I've got to get out. It sounds more like the room is probably spinning by, by the way you're slurring. <laughs> Listen, the room should be spinning after that game. We should have absolutely thrashed them, had the better team lost. So, caller, like, are you in your pyjamas? Do you, do you have, like, Morecambe and Wise pyjamas? I've just got my Spurs silk pyjamas on. Um, and, and I can't stop thinking about the game because I can't believe how lucky we were. Oh, dear. You are, it sounds like you've been put on Jose's payroll. <laughs> He's like, right, just go. It's like we used to get accused of being on Levy's payroll. Levy, Levy lovers, you are a definite Mourinho lover. <laughs> well, look, he had a game plan. It was executed really well. Liverpool created very little um, of decent chances. And we had at least four good ones. Kane should have scored. Bergvine, he needs to drop Bergvine. Terrible today. Terrible. Mm. I'm not sure he's terrible. I think he works extremely hard. Him and Sonny both of them run marathons when they came off. So I was pretty impressed with the shift they put in. But it's just in those situations, if you get those chances, you've got to take them, haven't you? Um, got to. Got, got to. to. We well, created those chances. I mean, Franco, uh, the first half stats were pretty poor. 21% possession, 64% yeah. pass accuracy. Um, yeah. 
Second half, we did come out more assured, and you just mentioned Bergwijn's chances at the start of that second half. It was it was much more improved in that second half, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, but this is the thing. What, what I will disagree with most people is that yes, we created the best chances. I mean, the XG backs it up. The four best chances of the game were all ours, but none of them were particularly well crafted, apart from Sonny's goal, which was a brilliant pass from Lacelso. You know, that Bergwijn's first chance was just a long ball over the top which um, I think Curtis Jones just mucks it up and it went behind. And then, you know, it was difficult for him because Trent Alexander-Arnold was very close and was kind of making it difficult for him. He scuffed his shot, but it was a good chance. But then the next one, again, long ball, Kane heads it on. Sonny wins a header, which is a rarity in itself. And then Bergman was just through. And then I honestly thought he was going to score, really did. And he came as close as he could, hitting the post. But Jolly's right. If that was Sonny, that's almost a guaranteed goal, you'd hope. And it's um, it's just really unfortunate because Bergman has scored loads of goals uh, in the in the Dutch league, and you know he's, he's struggled for them since his you know impressive early start where he got a few, and he's he's not really done that since he struggled this year for goals. But Jose Jose is blaming the post I've just seen on Instagram. Was well, too um, wide. So, so he's, he's got a picture of him looking pensively at the dugout, saying, "The moment the post denied us victory, we deserved." <laughs> Proud of everyone. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> Yeah, Jose seems to have taken this to vote really well. If you saw his post-match interview, zilch sour grapes there. It was funny. Well, yeah, speaking of sour grapes, I, I really do not like Jurgen Klopp. Uh, he, he just <laughs> winds me up. He's During the game, he's all shouting and after games, he's all like patronising to reporters and like, oh, did you, did you think that was a penalty? Did you not think that was a penalty? And it's just like, dude, you're such... Oh, uh, Gawler, what did you make of, of, of Klopp's theatrics during the game and, and after when he sort of got his fake teeth out with Firmino and having, having a, a fake teeth off? What I want to know is, Jolly, do you still have a Bell End of the Week award? Are we Well, I haven't been on for most of the season, but if we do have a Bell End of the Week, it's definitely Jurgen Klopp today, isn't it? Because uh, or, is it, or is it Jose Mourinho for saying Spurs were the better team? I think it depends on the way you see things, don't you? Don't, it, it was the perfect Jose kind of Inter Milan 2009-10 style game where like Inter played without the ball as well and they won, they won a treble. Uh, that's how we played. We had good chances and stuff, but... I mean, you could probably make a claim that Jose was the bell end for saying the better team lost. Because, uh, or no, do you agree, do you agree no, with him? No, 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 no. Klopp is the bell end of the week with his fake teeth and he's jumping around on a touchline like a jack in the box. The guy's a prick. Yeah, absolute prick. And yeah, don't get me wrong, he's a good football manager, but he's an absolute dick. The other week it was BT Sport. He was like trying to embarrass the person who's interviewing tonight the only embarrassment was he embarrassed himself looking like a jack-in-the-box jumping up and down on the touchline like a 12 year old who's just found a porno mag he was out of control <laughs> franco i mean what, what are your thoughts on club I, I he was winding me up so much through the game just shouting and uh, he's, he's, it's weird because there's there's the observation that Jose has sort of got his mojo back and he's now the manager that's charming and everyone loves and Klopp's sort of turned into a bit of a sour person, a bit of a prick. Yeah, apart from when he wins and then like you say, when he wins, he's, he's just really annoying because he's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I find him quite engaging and quite humorous at times, you know, his, his German eccentricity. But yeah, I hate losing to Liverpool. I really do. Yeah. We're good at it, though, aren't we? That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, because it happens so often. It's annoying. Well, just get back to the game. Mr. Jolly, we, we looked like we were going to hold on. I was certain it was going to end a draw. Um, we, sort of, we, we are quite good at seeing these things out, but just a small lapse in concentration. 
And Firmino, with his shiny clop teeth, gets ahead of... Firmino, the shortest guy on the pitch, gets ahead of... I mean, who 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 do you put at fault for for that that goal? Was it was it Toby or was it was it Harry Kane? Because we were we were discussing this. Well, firstly, uh, the comments guy and the colour guy on the Optus feed here uh, said after the Chelsea game, Jose said his dressing room was unhappy, and I think if they don't win today, given the chances they've had in the second half, they will feel the same way. So that's why I, you've got to agree. Um, the, their first really really good chance was Mane on seventy third minutes and seventy three minutes, and um, as we mentioned before, and then. You know, gee, it's just gutting, isn't it? What are you going to say? Kane, he's obviously run probably more than Ericsson used to run in that spot during the game. Like, he's probably, what, done 12 kilometres or something like that. He's mm. probably gutted. But it's a horrible, horrible way to lose. And it just brings back awful memories for me of being in Madrid on the day after the Champions League loss and listening to Liverpool fans sing that bloody Bobby Firmino song like 432 times in a row, like the, the chorus. Um, horrible and horrible to concede from a free kick as well. And uh, Kane will be absolutely gutted. He's missed that chance where he folded up like a folding bed <laughs> and looked like a park footballer all of a sudden. Uh, was surprised the ball got to him, I think. And then he's lost his man as well on the goal. That's uh, That's brutal. Yeah. Was it his man though? Because I thought Toby was marking and, and Toby misjudges it, it seems to me. Kane was kind of in front of him, but Kane just decides not to jump. And I think if he'd jumped, he might have put Firmino off. But it was it was still a really good header and there's not much you can do about it. But I don't know if you've seen the footage, but it was Tim Sherwood gave us the kiss of death because on some commentary he's there going, Yeah, I mean <laughs> Spurs are comfortable from corners. They're not gonna I can't see them conceding from this one and then Lo and behold, he's got, he's got Robbie Savage laughing at him, which is probably what he deserves. <laughs> it was, it's one of the most cringe things I've ever seen. It's yeah, it's doing the rounds well, now. More, more, cringe than, more cringe than all of his post-match interviews as a Spurs manager. Worse, I think. Worse. <laughs> hey, his record was second to none, don't forget. <laughs> well, on, on the subject of Kane, I mean, he did take a knock to the head. Uh, I think at a corner as well, I think with um, Wijnaldum. I call, yeah. Do you think that that might have affected his sort of desire to <laughs> to jump up and and get involved with with Bobby Firmino? Are you serious, or are you clutching at straws <laughs> for crying out loud, Brendan? Come on, like I'm the eternal optimist, but for God's sake, he he lost his man at the corner. It was it was between between him and Alderweireld. They cocked it up, right? It's so frustrating, and I suppose the thing that that bites so hard. Is that's the typical Spurs thing to do, isn't it? We know what's coming, you know, all the all the way through the game. I knew what's coming. I didn't genuinely expect us, sadly, to get anything from Liverpool because we never do. It's always late drama, and we're always on the bloody receiving end of it against those scouse scum. Um, but we've only got ourselves to blame because if you take those three chances, three guilt-edged chances, I would say, certainly two of them, um, then the game's beyond reach mm. of Liverpool to be honest no, so we've we've just got to you know we can only kick ourselves yeah and that Harry Kane one was just the, oh. the best chance we had I know oh. it's from a corner the thing is I don't really I don't think that's a well worked chance again because it's from a corner isn't it but he will be gutted that he yes. got too much on it headed it straight into the floor didn't he you almost think that's the sort of goal that he would score 99 times mm. out of 100 and just typical mm. that today from like you know two yards out he managed mm. to fluff it wasn't our day never is there Never is. It will be our day next season. On the subject of the season, I mean, Caller, I'll stick with you because you, you've joined us late on. 
I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to sort of look at it from a point of view of like, look, it's still bloody early in the season and we're still right up there. Liverpool will drop points. We probably will as well, but we've got some big games out of the way already. This run has been ridiculous. We've got Leicester coming up mm. next. And they're Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are, you, are you glass half full? Oh, look, crikey. If I said to you after 12 games, we'd be second in the league, three points off the top, and have having played all those teams, you'd snap my hand off. You'd absolutely snap my hand off after what we had last season and what we had to contend with. We were scrapping to be in contention for sixth at the end of the season in case everyone's forgotten. Mm. So I think we need to just keep it real. But equally, we need to just... Look, titles are won over a season. Well, ultimately, if we beat Liverpool in the return, then it's game on, isn't it? Yeah. That's the way you've got to look at it. You're expected to win your home games, even against the good sides. So actually, the way we need to look at it is we should have won today, probably. Um, we didn't. We've just got to dust ourselves off, beat Leicester. If we don't beat Leicester, then obviously questions will start being asked because that is, for me, that's a game we should absolutely be winning. And I'm sure HG will have plenty to say on the matter, given that Brendan Rodgers is um, his equivalent of the, the El Diablo. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, I'm sure that we will bounce back. I'm sure we'll beat Leicester at the weekend. And there's no reason why we can't challenge for the league. It's a very long season. And if you win the return game, then it, it cancels it out, doesn't it? And that's the way you've got to look at it. Yeah. yeah. And don't forget, Liverpool have got Palace next to spoiling things for teams at the moment. And then they've got a resurgent West Brom with Big Sam in charge. <laughs> uh, park the bus, lad. And also, when's Liverpool going into Tier 3 as well? Because that, isn't that the last time that they'll have fans? Did, do you think that made a difference, Franco, having the fans there? Uh, possibly. It didn't really sound too loud, did they? No, <laughs> Until they, they scored. I forgot they were there. I think they had to they only sing when they're winning. They, they only sing when they're winning, Liverpool. We see outside at the Champions League final, even when they were winning as well. It was absolute like a bloody morgue there until, uh, until they scored. The last 15 minutes or so, I think they were crapping themselves that we were going to nick the winner. It was dead. You might, I, I actually switched in my app back to the fake crowd noise because it was more authentic. Let's move on to Leicester. <laughs> We're playing on Sunday. Uh, they're currently fourth in the table. Uh, they don't draw many. They've won eight, lost five, and they've drawn none. They lost 2-0 to Everton today, uh, which is good to see because they would have gone top had they won. Uh, Jamie Vardy, obviously their main threat with 12 goals and four assists. Uh, managerial genius, Brendan Rodgers. Uh, it's quite flexible in his lineups. So he sort of switches between 4-2-3-1, Three, four, two, one. Uh, sort of always trying to get the best out of Vardy, Mister Jolly. I'll start with you. Is Vardy their main threat? Are there, is there, are there any other Leicester players that you're you're wary of going into the game? Oh, look, it's more like the, their overall team, isn't it? Like they're very well drilled and you know well marshaled, and of course Vardy is dangerous. And you worry a little bit maybe about our lack of pace in the middle at the back that he could exploit. So, um, yeah. Vardy is the one to watch, I guess, but it's more or less that they're a very well-organised team and well-drilled team, and it's going to be a really tough match for us, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Franco, uh, your thoughts ahead of the Leicester game? Because uh, we, we do laugh at, at Brendan, well, HG laughs at Brendan Rodgers, but he's not a complete buffoon. Like I think he does know how to set a team up. Obviously, having worked under managers like like Jose, um, he went to Celtic, and but I think Caller could probably win the league with Celtic. 
Um, Absolutely. So, uh, what do you make of Brendan Rodgers? Is he is he a fraud? Is he a charlatan, or is, does he know what he's doing? No, I don't think he's as bad as HG makes out. But you would learn with HG that once he's made a decision on something, he will stick to his argument for the rest of his life. So I think that's that's more the point there. But you know. I think he flats to deceive a little bit. I don't think they're maybe deserving of how well they're doing in the league at the moment. But they've got a decent team and a decent squad. They've had injuries this year. I think today, indeed, he was playing at centre-back. So they've obviously got a few issues. But um, I've got a feeling that some of those injuries are going to return fairly soon. Um, and, you know, their main attacking lineup: Barnes, Madison, Vardy, all decent players. They've got... Um, Bunda, who's on loan from Roma, who's a good player. And then off the bench today, they had um, Perez and Ian Acho's not terrible. But the point is they've got options. And even with players like Pereira out at the moment uh, as, as a wing-back, they've got young player Justin coming in and stuff like that. So they've got lots of options. And then Tielemans, who I knew HG really wanted us to get. He's a tidy midfielder uh, alongside Mendy or Ndidi in there as well. And they've got a very good goalkeeper in Schmeichel. So across their first 11, they're actually pretty good. And they've got some squad depth. Um, but a lot of it is about Vardy. What's he got now? Something like 11 goals this season. Most of them come from him. A few from Barnes. Uh, and Madison, you know, it, it can score a goal or two. So they're a threatening team. But I still think Jose, in terms of who's a better manager between Jose and Brendan, I'm not going to argue there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, but, but can Jose live up to quotes like this one? Um, this is a direct Brendan Rogers quote. I've always said that you can live without water for many days, but you can't live. But you can't live for a second without hope. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's the point. Is that Brendan is just a complete dork, isn't he? he just comes out of some absolute nonsense. Or my uh, personal favourite. I use a quote with the play, with the players per asper ad astra, which is Latin for. Through adversity to the stars. <laughs> I'm sure that works wonders in his motivational speeches, doesn't it? Imagine matches. that. You're quoting Latin. It's always Buzz Lightyear-esque as well. From adversity <laughs> to the stars. But yeah, looking at looking at Jose's record against Leicester, I mean, he doesn't lose often too. He's played Leicester 10 times as manager. Won eight, drawn one, lost one. So we're in, we're in good hands. Caller, we, we beat them 3-0 quite comfortably in July. And I, I remember from watching the game that this was one of the games where I started to properly get Jose's style. I was like, because we, we we sat back. We did. We let them have the ball most of the time. And Kane got a brace. I think Lucas got one on the break as well. And and I was like, wow, okay, I, I can see what he's coming up with. So can you see a repeat of, of, of that sort of game uh, against Leicester? Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot tighter this time around. Purely, I, I don't think we're going to be playing that expensively against them. So I don't see a three nil on the cards. I see a sort of a one nil or two one. I think it'd be a tight game. But I think we are a better team than them. Uh, we've got better players, a better manager. Um, logic dictates that um, that we should get the better of them. I think if you look as well, I think HG flagged it on a previous pod around some of their statistics. Their their XG was even more forgiving than ours in terms of um, they were scoring some outrageous goals and not deserving to win matches if you follow the XG. So I think there may be a, a bit of truth in what Franco said. There may be in a little bit of a false position at the moment. I know they certainly haven't played as many of the big teams as we have. So um, I, I'm confident. I think we'll bounce back. I think we'll beat them. I think um, we absolutely need to, to keep the pressure on at the top of the table. Mm. 
And Jolly, what are your thoughts ahead of the Leicester game? They sort of had a bit of a, they fell off a cliff at the start of the year and, and post-lockdown it sort of carried on, but they have kicked on this season and we can't ignore that. They're fourth in the league, even with the, the blip today against Everton. What, how are you feeling ahead of the, the Leicester game? You always feel a bit weird when you play Leicester, don't you? Because it sort of feels like they've got a Premier League title that should belong to us or could have belonged to us. I mean, I know in the end we, we collapsed at Newcastle and we never really were in front. It's ridiculous when people say we choked. Other people say we choked that season. Well, we weren't even on top. I think since when maybe when Kane scored the goggles goal, wasn't it? That was the last time we were on top. So having said all of that, it yeah, just whenever we play them, there's a bit of a weird sort of bitter, horrible taste and you know, I want to stuff them. Um so hopefully we can get a, a good result. After today, it's really going to be interesting to see what kind of effort the, the lads put in. That has got to take a lot out of you. Just at a physical level, the amount of running without the ball that the, the lads did, Kane, Son, Son looked like, I think Franco said in the chat, um, Sonny looked like he'd run a marathon. Mm. Him and Bergvine really put in some um, some yards. So Gee, it'd be nice if Gareth Bale could come off the bench and um, jag a, a free kick winner for us or something. Like it's in, he's become the kind of forgotten man, hasn't he? Behind it's all about Son and Kane, but we need we need we need Bale in the Premier League to come off the bench and be a be a super sub for us and grab a goal here or there. That'd be nice against Leicester. There's there's a prediction for you. Bale off the bench to get the winner. Wow, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Yeah. Well, is is he fit now? He, he was ill, I think. That's why he was dropped for Dele um, recently. Um, Franco, do you think, do you think we'll no, see Bale this weekend? Well, he wasn't on the bench today, was he? So I think he might still be ill or whatever. But yeah, I mean, we've said it before. I think he's been largely impressive. I went on a bit of a rant on our last YouTube video saying that he needs to rocket up his ass. He really needs to show more than he has been. And he needs, to, he needs like, some testosterone injections or something. He needs to get angry. So um, no, I can't imagine he will be playing. But the thing is, Yes, like Sonny and Bergvine did absolutely knackered. So we might start off with, with maybe Lucas and I don't know what Lamella's situation is. He doesn't look like he'll be back anytime soon. So Josie's got some decisions to make, but I'd be surprised if Bale starts, if I'm honest. Mm. Caller, on, on the subject of Bale, I mean, looking at him, just even physically, he just looks a bit more gangly than he did when he was with us before. He, he looks less muscular and just skinnier and, and he doesn't have that presence on the pitch that that you want to see he sort of it just seems a bit tentative is that something we should worry about or do you think it will just it will come with time he'll get used to the physicality again of the premier league um i don't really see the thing in his frame that that a couple of people have said i, I don't think he does look particularly less muscular than he did when he left he looks ripped to be perfectly honest um might just be the tight fitting shirts but he certainly the, the there is truth in him not putting himself about as much as he um, as he perhaps could. Um, I think he's holding out. He, he sort of shit out of a few tackles, <laughs> and I think um, he's worried. He's had so many injury problems. I think he, he's a bit worried about committing himself. But he's got to show that commitment at some stage to be effective in the Premier League. So he's got to get it back quick, hasn't he? Let's just hope he's um, he's getting back to fitness, and he should be back to fitness by full fitness by now. Obviously, he's poorly. Um, let's hope he's over that for the weekend and um, and he can put on a show against Leicester. I think he will be back in the squad, the match day squad for Leicester. Whether he plays, um, whether he starts is another question, but I think he'll certainly be on the bench. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to dig out some pictures of that season, our AVB season. Do where, it. Where yeah, do it. You look at him and then Bale looks like, you know when you go on holidays to Spain and there's all stray cats and they're all thin and gangly because they just <laughs> sit in the sun and don't eat much. <laughs> 
He looks like one of those. That's what's happened to him. He's gone to Spain and got all thin. Wow. Golfer's physique, you see. <laughs> exactly. He's probably got a 28-inch waist or something. <laughs> I'm glad you said waist there. Yeah. <laughs> Jolly, we, we, um, Jose went with, with Davies today, um, obviously with sort of keeping the, the Liverpool fullbacks in mind. Do you think against Leicester that, that we'll see Reggie come back in? Because he is such an important part of the team in, in our attacks uh, and maybe not as defensively sound as, as Davies, but but still a, a, a vital weapon for us. I wish HG was on now because I'd like to ask him uh, what he was saying in the, the match thread that I think he said fortune does not favour the wimps or does not favour the limp or something. I can't remember what he said, but timid. like if the timid, there you go, does not favour. Uh, it's funny, I used to be in a punk band and we had a song called Stage Fright. It was about how when you went up to the trough, you had a nervous cough because nothing was coming out and you've got a timid sprout. <laughs> So there's timid for you. I think um, I think HG thinks uh, Jose's got a bit of a timid sprout, and we should have gone with a full boner and uh, and played the Spanish guy at the left. I mean, the serious question is, what does showing more, um, you know, whatever the opposite of timid is, showing more guts mean? Does it mean not playing Davies oh, okay. today and playing Reg Reggion instead? Does it mean throwing caution to the wind with the subs and what bringing on Dally earlier in the game when? there's more chance that he's going to get on a header in the box. I'm not sure. But, yeah, Reggion, I mean, he's got two feet and he can score goals, can't he? Like, so that right-footed shot he had during in, in the last game that he almost scored from outside the box, he looks a real player. And he's the kind of guy that I could wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch games, even if my son is disturbing the rest of my sleep. But at the moment, with the way we play, as much as I love Jose, there you go. I'm even saying his name. Remember last season I promised if he was doing well, I would pronounce his name correctly. Jose Mourinho. There you go, Jose. You're doing very well. You've had us on the top of the league for the longest since 1961. You're a good man and, um, well, you're a bad man, but you're our bad man. And uh, I support him doing whatever he thinks is right with the way we play. Ben Davies at left back was probably the right decision for what he wanted to do, but, gee, if the game was at 3 a.m., I would have preferred Reggie on, that's mm. for sure. Well, let's start to, to look to wrap up then. Uh, let's get some predictions. Call you first. What do you think the score will be against Leicester? 2-1. I'm going 2-1. And Mr. Rogers will not be going to the stars. <laughs> Franco? Um, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with Caller. I think it will be as well. What did we beat them last oh, yeah, time? 3-0, yeah. wasn't it? We did them at home last year. So... I don't think it's going to be quite that good. I think they've got defensive issues, though. I think um, Evans might be back, and that's probably not an upgrade, to be <laughs> fair. So, yeah, I'll go with a I'll go with a three-one to be uh, to be yeah. adventurous. Jolly, how about you? Well, I have to do a shout out to our old friend Vlad, who now has his own podcast, apparently. So I've got to give that a plug. Go and check out Vlad's podcast um swinging from the sidewalk with vlad you can find skywalk. it on skywalk with vlad geez i'll get it out in a moment um jolly is available for all promotional <laughs> videos and uh there you go well at least you know i'm authentic i'm not a salesman he is uh if he was here he would say six nil six nil to the tottenham so there you go there you go Cheers, lad. That's the longest score prediction you've ever got, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, lad. Sorry. Anyway, come on, you Spurs, and uh, thanks for having me on, uh, Brendan. It's been fantastic to be back on, and, and you guys do yeoman's work. It's been brilliant listening to the pod and seeing its development, and thanks to all the listeners and stuff. It's uh, just great to have the cheese room cranking along. Come on, you Spurs, and uh, there's always brighter days ahead. 
probably, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. okay. Wait, it's been it's been great having you back on. And um, in terms of my prediction, I'm going to go three three one. I think yeah, they got problems at the back. I watched the Everton highlights, well, the goals. Richarlison got one. Schmeichel sort of should have done a bit better. And then I think it was from a corner that was very scrambly again. So they they do have issues at the back. So we can get at them, get back on. Don't know who Liverpool are playing, but. They'll lose. They'll lose. We'll be back on the table. Palace. Palace. Yes. Come on, Palace. Yeah. Palace loves it. They love it against Liverpool, don't they? Remember Pulis licking his lips after the three all? That was great. <laughs> as long as he wasn't licking his tongue, that's all right. Franco, what is the latest prize from footballprizes.co.uk? Yeah, this week, uh, footballprizes.co.uk are offering a, a signed, framed Harry Kane number 10 shirt. I think it's from last season. It's definitely not this season. Uh, it's the plain white uh, Nike shirt. Um, tickets, as always, four ninety five. Ninety nine 99 tickets available, but with the code 10 cheese one zero cheese, you'll get a 10% discount. So don't forget footballprize.co.uk and good luck with that. Brilliant. Caller, thanks for joining in, mate. No problem. Thank you very much, Brendan. And come on, you Spurs. Jolly, finally great to have you back, man. So uh, uh, you'll come back on again soon, won't you? Absolutely. I've got a bit more time now. And, and look, I accepted because he said Caller was going to be on and we were going to debate some stuff, but he, he was avoiding me and he came on late. Um, so next time, get him on from the get-go so I can get stuck into him. I've got all of his bad takes on file here. <laughs> Uh, fucking biggest file going, Charlie. isn't it? How big is your hard drive? Oh, I tell you rude. what, mate, crash my crash my computer a few times. <laughs> rude, 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 rude. Yeah, one. Something Mini can't finish. Musa Sissoko is dog shit. Musa Sissoko is dog shit. He is. I'll stand by it. Uh, Franco, thanks again, mate. Yeah, no worries. Uh, just a very quick reminder: if you're up for um, supporting the Cheeseheads, then please go to our Patreon site, Patreon com forward slash the children podcast uh, three pounds a month you can get loads of extra content and join our match day chat We've got loads of people joining it now some good banter um and yeah listen out for the pod at the weekends we'll be reviewing the leicester game and looking forward to thrashing stoke in the cup the week in the midweek game brilliant brilliant well all that leaves me to say is come on you spurs come on you spurs come on you spurs come on you spurs <laughs> sports social podcast network Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.